Hi everyone, and welcome back to Big Blonde and Beautiful, the podcast. If you're new here, my name's Kara Howie, and each week I pick a piece of media with fat representation in it, and I discuss it and decide whether or not I think it's positive or negative fat representation. This week, we're going to be talking about both the 1989 and the new 2023 version of The Little Mermaid. I feel like most people know this movie. It's very rare that you come across people who haven't seen these classic Disney movies, but just in case you haven't, I'm going to read a little synopsis for you. Rebellious 16-year-old Mermaid Ariel is fascinated with life on land. On one of her visits to the surface, which are forbidden by her controlling father, King Triton, she falls for a human prince, Eric. Determined to be with her new love, Ariel makes a dangerous deal with the sea witch Ursula to become human for three days. But when plans go awry for the star-crossed lovers, the king must make the ultimate sacrifice for his daughter. So before we get into Ursula specifically, I kind of wanted to address the whole fat villain trope thing. I did do a mini episode on it. I believe it's mini episode four. If you want to go take a quick listen, it's like six minutes long about how common the fat villain trope is and how it dehumanizes us. But specifically, Disney has a long history of fat villains. It actually goes all the way back to like the 1920s with Pete. He is like the first fat villain of many. There's also, you know, Ursula, obviously. There's the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. There's Governor Ratcliffe in Pocahontas. There's Lawrence in The Princess and the Frog. Those are just to name a few. And the common traits in these characters include loudness, selfishness, and unnecessary cruelty. These are the types of associations that children are taught to connect with fat people. Because let's be honest, Disney mostly markets to children. These movies that I just mentioned are animated children's movies. Yes, some adults like myself watch them, but like we're not necessarily the main demographic. So they're consuming these ideas of fat people subconsciously through the media. And I think that could explain a lot about how kids grow up and feel about fat people. Working at a daycare, I've seen it a few times. So we're teaching these kids that, and reinforcing adults, that thin equals good and fat equals evil. Which, as we know, if you're listening to this, is definitely not true. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk more specifically about Ursula from The Little Mermaid. So if you didn't already know, the character of Ursula is actually based on the drag queen Divine. Why they didn't have Divine voice Ursula in the original movie, I don't know. Maybe. Divine couldn't sing? I don't know, but they've also in Disney had voice actors and then like singers, like two different people voicing the character. So I don't know. Seems like a missed opportunity to me, but so 
despite Ursula being the villain, I kind of think she's like fabulous and sensual, you know, when, um, actually when I was a kid, we had a pool and I would love when I was the only one in there and I would come up with these whole stories and I would be Ariel and Ursula. I played, it was a one woman show. I played all the roles. And tonight I will be playing all the parts. Thank you. Um, so, but my favorite was to play Ursula. And the more I think about it, I don't know if it's just because I love a good villain or if that's even because villains tended to be fat and I saw myself, you know, in them in that way. I'm not sure what drew me to her, but I, I really, I went all out. I'm surprised I wasn't her for Halloween. But yeah, I would pretend to be Ursula all the time. I was obsessed. She's definitely, I'd say, my favorite Disney villain. And also, they really need to do... You know how they did an origin story for Cruella? I want to hear about Ursula's. Because I was reading up a little bit on it for this episode. And... She, like, apparently, the reason why her and King Triton don't get along, there's, like, a couple stories, but one of them is, like, she chose tentacles over her mer-tail, and, like, that was a whole... So, I I want to know what's going on. So, Disney, let's get hot on that. Okay? Okay. When comparing the 1989 and the 2023 Ursula, um... I feel like they're very similar. The only thing that is different that I noticed, and mind you, I only watched the 2023 version once, and I haven't seen the 1989 version in like a little while. But the only thing that I really noticed that was different was the line delivery, which I mean, duh, they're different actors. Like, you know, you're going to find your own take on the character. But other than that, I feel like they're very similar. I do think that maybe the animated version was a little bit more, like, sexy and sultry, if that makes sense. But I also don't think that Melissa played Ursula overly, like, comically. I feel like Melissa's kind of a comic first. And I don't, I think that she branched out a little bit. and you know, made her less funny. I also think, this is my opinion, that it was a missed opportunity not to do her makeup like Divine's. I don't know if it would have taken away from the character, but I would have liked to have seen it. Because I think that would have been really cool. And a nice homage to the original, like, muse for the character. So, if you've been with us since season one, you will know. This is our third episode talking about Melissa McCarthy. We talked about her last week, too. What can I say? I'm a fan, okay? Melissa, if you're listening, I hope one day she does listen because I would love to talk to her. Um, But I think the reason why she's probably going to be brought up the most is because she, I would argue, is like the most successful that actress right now in Hollywood. And part of that is her playing into these stereotypes, which I've talked about, you know, having a problem with, especially now that she's really 
obviously made a name for herself. Like, people know who she is. She could definitely change the narrative. And I hope that she starts to do that. But what it, it will remain to be seen. So actually, fun little fact about Melissa. She did drag before she became an actress. So I feel like she definitely channeled some of that into this role. And it was probably very exciting for her. Probably felt like she was getting back to, you know, her roots. I do think that Melissa did a good job. I think that Pat Carroll did a good job. You know, I have no, like, qualms with either one of their interpretations of Ursula. Like I said, they're very similar. Like, nothing crazy changed at all. Um, But that brings me to something that I wish had changed. And that is Vanessa. So, when Ursula takes Ariel's voice, and then when she realizes Ariel's getting so close to kissing Eric and, you know, ruining her plans, she decides she's going to take on a different form and use Ariel's voice to, like, coax Eric into marrying her instead. Um, Well, in both the animated and the new version, Vanessa is like a thin, conventionally attractive woman. And that's very frustrating for me because I feel like with this remake, you know, they had a black Ariel, which I know was very controversial, but like, I think it was great. And people who got upset about it, again, it's a mermaid. Mermaids don't exist. So let's not Let's not be that, you know, up in arms about it, okay? And, like, as this podcast shows, representation matters. And there's not enough diversity in the princesses or Disney in general. So, take a chill pill and let the little girls who need this and the little boys who need this have it. Anyway, with that being done, having a black Ariel, I feel like they also could have used this to rewrite the wrong they did in the animated with having a thin Vanessa. Because what they're showing us is Ursula had to change not only into a human, but into a skinny human in order to, you know, get Eric. And I think that that is a harmful part of the storyline because... Why does she have to change body types to be considered beautiful? She doesn't. You could have just cast like a younger actress with a similar body type to Melissa. I think that would have been great. I don't like the whole changing her whole look just to be attractive. I don't think it's necessary to do that. And I wish that that had changed for the newer movie. That brings me to positive or negative. Kind of like fried green tomatoes and on the fence. Because as I said, Ursula is like my favorite villain. And I loved pretending to be her as a kid. You know, Poor Unfortunate Souls is an amazing song. Um, But I think I'm going to have to say negative. Because of the Vanessa thing, and also until we have just as many, if not more, 
fat heroes or fat ingenues, having fat villains is going to be a problem because there are so many and it's so uneven and it perpetuates harmful stereotypes. So despite the fact that I I do like Ursula as a character, um, I think I'm going to have to say that it is negative representation. And if you feel differently, feel free to feel differently and definitely leave your thoughts in the comments because maybe you thought of something that I didn't and I'd love to hear from you guys. But that's all for this week's episode. Thank you guys all for listening. If you're watching this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please follow, leave five stars in a review. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can like, subscribe, comment, all the things. Also, on all those platforms, share, 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 please. Um, you can follow the podcast on social media on TikTok at bbb.thepodcast and Instagram at bbb.thepodcast. Sorry. Uh, you can also follow me, your host, uh, on TikTok and Insta at Carolina Howie. And until next time, stay fat and fabulous. Bye.